and we're live. Welcome back, everybody. We are the streamers. If you have not subscribed yet, please hit that subscribe button. My name is Gabe. My name is Eddie. And today we are talking about Evil Genius on Netflix. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched it yet. We are going to be talking about the whole series, so please go watch it before you listen to this podcast. It is an absolutely phenomenal series. I was in utter shock at the end, and I honestly It's a great series, it. yeah. Honestly, definitely, definitely should go check it out before listening to this podcast. Bring us in, Eddie. Give us a little synopsis of the whole So, thing. Evil Genius. Evil Genius is a, a docuseries made by Netflix. It was released on May 11th, 2018, earlier this year. Uh, by core directors Trey Brozellieri and Barbara Schroeder. Uh, Trey also plays a character in the docuseries, as we see, uh, we'll review as well. So this event examines the lead-up and aftermath of a single event that shocked the global community. That event is the 2003 death of Brian Wells. Brian Wells was a quite mysterious Pennsylvanian pizza delivery man who robbed the PNC Bank with a bomb collar strapped around his neck. He died a short time later in front of police, when the explosive device detonated. But Wells didn't act alone. This series spends most of his time exploring exactly who participated in setting him up, including, and most notably, our main character, Marjorie. Marjorie, sorry, Marjorie Armstrong. We also include some of their motives and exactly what transpired on that day in Erie, Pennsylvania. Now, just that name, right? Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah. It couldn't happen anywhere else in the fucking world. Nowhere. Erie, Pennsylvania. Like, it's like in the middle of nowhere, and right next to us, New York, and on the other side, I believe, is... Yeah, it's right on the base um, off two freeways. It's perf- It's a perfect location for a bank robbery, Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, let's get into... Yeah, let's, what, jump, what, let's, what, let's what, just jump right into it, uh, based off the first episode, which is titled The Heist. Yes. So, the first episode is called The Heist, and you're kind of given a background on... The characters, right? Who Marjorie Deal Armstrong is. And well, 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 before we even jump into Marjorie, the first the first shot we see is uh, Brian we Wells. See, we see we see we see an older gentleman who's literally strapped up with a bomb on his chest. And I'm I'm 2003. I was what? I was like 12 years old. So I have n- I have no prior knowledge before watching this show on exactly what happened. This is I asked like my my, my mom about this, and this she said this was kind of like big news back in the day. Um, that there's, this was all over the papers and this was like a, a, a every, this was on the TV shows and everything. Um, so this, we, the opening shot is Brian Wells with a live bomb on his chest in the bank. It's covered by a t-shirt. Exactly. And it says, guess, guess what? I guess on it. It says, it says guess in big numbers. It's almost like, like, like the Joker came alive, right? And it's just insane. like, anyway, um, most notably, within that, I want to say the first 15 minutes of that episode, we see Brian Wells, who, you know, he robs the bank, comes outside where police have him, you know, surrounded, sits down on the ground, and as the the theme of the show is going on, we don't necessarily know if the bomb is is real or not. We think it's a fake, but we see Wells' uh, demeanor kind of change as the ticking starts getting louder. And there's a spoiler. There's a kind of a brutal explosion that we see that the camera doesn't even pan out yeah. because the, the news reporters were live on the scene, and we actually see the bomb detonate, and we see him, you know, almost explodes to pieces. Almost explodes to pieces, and we see his, he. We see the moment this man dies, and this 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 show kind of 
peels the curtain and we see exactly what transpired for for this gentleman to to die this way and what, who was actually responsible. Um, I've, yeah, I'm, I'm, and, and and behind <laughs> it is uh, the, we see the face of the the face of the movie is when you when you click the show it's this old old middle aged woman. Yeah, and you don't even get named Marjorie at all. Armstrong, right? Um, so quick quick kind of uh, uh, I guess synopsis of the characters we see. Sure. So, yeah. So Mar- Mar- we have Marjorie Armstrong. We we obviously have Brian Wells, the individual who passed away um, under these circumstances. Marjorie Armstrong is the lead character. She is themed as this manipulating um, and equally beautiful in her earlier day individual who who is kind of it's it's safe to say she has some kind of mental issue. Early on, yeah, she has bipolar syndrome. Bipolar syndrome, um, and we we take a little deep into uh, we we go deep into her mental health a little bit and her status of that. Um, but she's the lead character in the show. Trey Borzilli, who's the the uh, core director in this film, actually spent time befriending Mar- Marjorie in this in this film, and this is how we kind of have the the answers that we're getting and the interviews, the great interviews that were shot. Um. We also have Bill Rothstein, who plays a central kind of main plot in the show in episode two. But Bill Rothstein was essentially her lover yeah. or her husband on and off for, for a number of years. I think they knew each other for like 30 years. 30 years. And he at, he's also involved in this. We, we find out he's also involved in this murder at one point. We also have Jessica Hoopsick, who's a, a hooker and also a friend to uh, Brian Wells, who yep. has a, uh, a, a probably the biggest bang at the end. No yeah, point intended. She has, but she has the the final episode's cue on you know what actually what actually down. happened in her perspective. Ken Barnes, who is the sidekick, I guess, in all of this, and also. Um, we have little occurrences from, you know, the newscasters from Pennsylvania and so on and so forth. Even family of Brian Wells. Also the FBI director. Exactly. Not the director, sorry. He, the agent that was put on the case. Right. He, so, so, he so sees it a lot. Can too. you give us a brief kind of overlap on what the fuck happens in these four episodes that have us literally hooked? I was, I was, I was hooked. I finished the, so, the whole here, thing let, in let, one let's, day. Let's do this. Episode one, basically you're introduced to Brian Wells... And him casually just robbing this bank. And he has to go on a scavenger hunt basically to find the numbers to unlock this neck contraption that just came out of Hand, saw. First of all, handmade too, Handmade. Right? It's a bomb strapped around his neck. And the only way he can actually get it off is with this combination. And they have given him a... I guess you can call it a treasure map to the numbers, to the codes... But there's no way that he's going to actually get it. And also, uh, like we said in the beginning of the episode, Erie, Pennsylvania is perfect for a bank heist. You literally, the bank is yeah, right in the hop, middle. Yeah, you go 20 minutes one way, it's New York. You go 20 minutes the other way, I believe it's, I don't know the state, but like, it's perfect for a bank heist. But what these people did was, they just drew a big circle. Mm-hmm. So the guy was going to go nowhere. So what was the point in the bank heist? Brian Wells went in asking for $250,000. Only came out with eight grand, so way short of whatever he was supposed to get. And we learned that in the first couple of shows that he was really nonchalant. He wasn't. He was. He, he even had a lollipop. He yeah, waited in line. Exactly. He had a lollipop in line. 
we almost get the hint that he didn't know that this was a live bomb. Yeah. And we also get the hint that maybe this was just put on and he was forced to do this. Could be, yeah. So, following that scene is Brian being basically handcuffed, cops surrounding him, and he's still kind of this like calm demeanor like, hey, have you called my boss? <laughs> uh, he's a pizza delivery guy. And, you know, you're looking at the guy thinking, okay, that bomb's really not going to explode. It's not going to explode. But the scene and the whole, the way they made the film is you're just getting this anticipation of like, okay, what's going on? And then you start hearing this beep, 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 and then all of a sudden the bomb goes off. Brian Wells is basically dead. Yeah, and that so, first episode kind of just covers Brian's kind of well, you get more stature in the city, how people view him. People viewed him as this kind of weird middle-aged nice guy. He was he was friendly with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of weird. Lived yeah. in the back house of somebody else's thing. He had two cats. Yeah. Uh, no real wife or girlfriend. He had a book full of hookers, and he would call up and just kind of this weird yeah. guy. You know what I mean? He loves. He loved actually doing scavenger hunts. So that was kind of weird that this whole bank heist was a scavenger hunt because I think it was like nine pages of just different instructions, one to the police, one to the bank, one to Brian. Yeah. And and the, the police are totally stumped on who, who committed this murder. And no one, no one knows anything for, I believe it was like a couple months. Nothing. Nothing. Until we get a, a, a call from our uh, our... our, our Probably our second most important or third most important character in this docuseries, Bill Rothstein. Yeah. He, episode ends with him at, at first. At the end of episode one ends with him. No, there's just one, one thing that happens before. The, the oh, episode with one the, ends. the overview, overview of Marjorie. No, 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 not even that. So at the end of episode one, we are introduced to the second man who's murdered. Do you remember that guy? Oh, yeah. The, Anthony Brunetti. Or, or, uh, a a co-worker of the pizza, pizza place, yeah. So, uh, quick review. Brian Wells works at a pizza company. His co-worker, uh, I believe his name is Panetti, he actually works at the same place. And he got killed, I think it was a, a couple week days later, later yeah. or something like that. So, the, both of them died. And the cops have no clue as to what happened, why they died. Panetti actually died from an overdose, what mm-hmm. it seemed to be an overdose, and obviously Brian Wells died from that bomb. Now, at the end of the first episode, you're introduced to this Marjorie Wells, right? And there, she's portrayed as this, you know... She was like this beautiful, this goddess, smart, right? you know, had multiple PhDs, just this genius of a woman. And she had a lot of money as well. Lot, lots of inherited money as well. But one thing that I actually thought that they did something that was clever was if you've noticed they said whoever any men that are in her life they somehow died they don't last very long yeah so we get we we kind of get her earlier history we we have interviews with her her some of her friends a lot college friends that yeah. describe her as this beautiful smart charismatic individual and we also have individuals who who just say this is the most evil manipulating person they've ever met in their lives people from prison who yeah who were cellmates who, who with, cell her, yeah. with her and so on um so we get this kind of like dual characteristics of this of this individual and we don't know at one point did she cross to this side so we we get introduced uh the phone call at the end of the episode and we get introduced to mm-hmm. bill rothstein who's her 
on again and off again husband, lover. And neighbor. Neighbor. Yeah. And he calls the police to inform that Marjorie has a dead body in her freezer in the basement. It's actually in Bill's house. Bill's house. Sorry. So. Yeah, he helped her move it. Yes. He helped. I'm sorry. He helped move the body down to his house. Yes. And that's how episode one ends and we continue on to episode two and we kind of get a brief history on Bill. Yeah. Bill was this, you know, also the smart individual who was in love with Marjorie. He never really panned out in his career. He chose his, uh, he chose his father's path and he, you know, inherited his dad's business and, uh, lived in the same house as his parents did for, for the rest of his life and kind of had his life revolve around Marjorie because yeah. he was so in love with her. We get his, uh, we get we get into his, some of his money issue he had with the family and some of why maybe his motives were to to create this crime, and uh, he was so in love with her he possibly either committed murder for her or she manipulated him into committing murder. On top of that, he moved the dead body of Marjorie's old husband. Uh, yeah. So. When you're introduced to this this whole thing, right? When you're introduced to Bill Rothstein, you're kind of confused because Bill Rothstein technically calls the cops on himself. Exactly. Right? He's holding a dead body in the basement of his house in a freezer, right? And when he calls, he starts blaming it on Marjorie. What's I, I I don't think it's at his house. I think it's at Marjorie's house because when they go into the house, they see it's hoarded. So he 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 didn't move it to his house. He actually moved it into Marjorie's home, and he he actually carried the body down to the freezer. That's that's the story. Okay. So he basically gives um, the cops what went down, why he did it, and you're kind of confused because. He's technically self-incriminating himself. Yeah, and then back the in your time. head, you're like, what does this have to do with Brian Wells? Exactly. Now, we have three dead bodies within a matter of, I believe it's like a month. Yeah, and, and yeah, in, in a matter of a month. But this is the, the third body we found who ended up being Marjorie's husband has been dead for... And the craziest part about all of this is, it's uh, almost... Uh, adjacent to the location that Brian Wells went to deliver the pizza. Where His he, last delivery. Exactly, and where he went and got the whole neck thing bomb stuck to him, basically. So now we're introduced to Brian Rothstein. Um, Marjorie. Uh, Marjorie, and Brian Bill, is... Brian. And Brian is basically accusing Marjorie of committing this murder. And he states that this is the most manipulating woman he's ever met. Easily. So... All of episode two, you're finding out what's really going History. on with this body exactly. and who the this person the was. Their relationship which, which, with one another. Exactly. We come to find out that this body was actually killed three weeks before Brian Wells died. So this body had been here for so long that it, it took it's him frozen, four yeah, days to thaw. It took him four days to thaw it to see exactly That's how insane. it... That's insane. And so the story goes that Marjorie's husband, he, she claimed that he was abusive and that he one day tried beating her, and in self-defense, she murdered murdered the individual. And um, she didn't know what, she, what to do, and she called Bill, her on and off, on and off again, you know, husband lover, or you lover, say, or whatever yeah. he was, boyfriend. And he actually moved the body. And so we see actually we see Marjorie go down for. Yeah, she gets she, she gets, gets she gets sent to to prison because of this um, this murder. Yeah. Now we are left at that point. 
following the FBI guy, right? So we're following well, him. Yeah, before we go into the FBI guy, what what what's funny thing is that FBI guy is there throughout. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the, the case, he's he's there for 15, 15, 20 plus years covering this case. Yeah. So I mean, what I'm trying to get at is like you're following him through his eyes now, like trying to put all the pieces together. You have an ex-boyfriend that's dead. You have two guys that died for no reason, it seems like. One just got a bomb strapped to him and you're trying to put the pieces together, right? Now, the worst part about all of this is that they actually had to cut Brian Wells' head off. No, to was, take the device off because they didn't want to damage the device. Yeah, they didn't want. That was one of the the factors that caused you know the Wells's family to be so mad against the police because n- not only did they not attempt to free this man because he still had time before He's, the timer. Yeah. But they they cut his head off. They literally decapitated because him. they wanted to study exactly how this handmade contraption was made. That's just insane. Which we 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 find out Bill Rothstein. Made it. Built it by his hands. Yes. He was always a, a hands-on guy. So let's talk more Engineer, about Bill. Like, yeah. So Bill, as the episode progresses for episode two, you he's kind of playing this cat and mouse game with the cops. He's taking him through the house, showing them like like a tour. Like, yeah, I took the body down this way. And he's kind of proud of everything too, yeah. right, Gabe? Yeah, and you're like thinking like, okay, what is this guy's... Like, what's the end game here? Like, you're either going to go to jail... Or you're just literally snitching out. You're gonna get time regardless because you're an accomplice in this murder. Yeah. So he he actually gets a plea. He 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 was not. Com- uh, I guess I don't know if he had to do like community service or what, but he doesn't go to prison in the end. I believe it was uh yeah either community service or he got um uh, what's the thing you say house arrest house arrest um so Marjorie gets sent to prison and in her kind of her anger and we see her anger a lot in yeah. this in this show. She blows up multiple times on multiple people, and she kind of declares that because she... and So her understanding is, Bill snitched on me. Well, guess what? Bill was Bill, Bill had something to do with this Brian Wells murder. Yeah, she's just turning it and pointing it straight to Bill. And so you're like, okay, fuck it. Bill did it. Now everyone's thinking, okay, Marjorie didn't kill the guy, or Marjorie didn't come up with it, right? Because they're trying to figure out who the mastermind is behind this heist. And they're like, okay, you know what? Maybe it's Bill. But Bill has this demeanor that's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I didn't do anything. I'm just trying to show you that Marjorie killed this guy, and I'm just here. I just yeah. don't want to go and, to jail. And and, and and Bill ends up passing away from cancer, I believe. So now let's talk about that. Yeah. Because I think he knew he had cancer the whole fucking time. And he was just like, let's do this whole fucking heist. Let's do everything. I'm going to die regardless. Well, that's a theory. Yeah, that's a theory. Well, it, it does. It, it kind of like the whole I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you like, what up. my theory of everything is. Hit me. Um, I'll tell you. But well, we jump into sus, uh, um, into episode three, which is titled The Suspects. And we get introduced to um, two, other, two other important characters um, in the... In the show. In the show, yeah. So we get introduced to um, we get Jessica Hoopsick. Hoopsick at the end, yes. Who is the... Uh, her, I guess it was Brian Wells' favorite hooker. Yeah, so she and was Fred, the main she, girl. He was a, she, 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 he, she said that this he was such a special person to her because he used to pay for her bills and so on and so forth. And we also get introduced to um, Ken, I Mars. Guess Ken Mars, who's the third accomplice. Yeah. And so we get the uh, 
we get a point in the in the show where all Ken Barnes is blaming Marjorie. Marjorie's now saying Ken Barnes was the mastermind. Um, all the while, Jessica's kind of hush hush about it, and she's actually multiple times in the show when the uh, co-director's trying to interview her, she declines the interview out of fear. Yeah. Um, so, flash forward to I guess episode three. We we still don't know exact. No one's been charged with the with the murder of Brian Wells. The co-director um, Trey Brozelli actually befriends Marjorie via letter, and they develop a relationship where he actually starts calling her and slowly starts interviewing her into exactly what exactly happened. We get a lot of good, great dialogue with her, um, her kind of blaming everyone and giving her side of what exactly happened, and that actually changes throughout the years too. Yeah. We also get a great interview with some of her uh, prison mates. The cellmates. Who say she's terrifying, she, you know manipulated them and, and told them, if you guys say anything about me, I'll murder you. Um, which and, I, found, I found was, like, super so interesting. interesting. Yeah. She also um, confesses to killing two of her ex-husbands for blatantly killing them. Well, one of them committed suicide. We, one, don't, we don't know. Quote, unquote. Yeah, one committed suicide, and I don't know. And if the other one, one she never... shot in the chest with a shotgun. Yeah. And she and she had a trial for that, and she was acquitted. And she said, "I basically killed these motherfuckers, and I got away with it," which is insane. And you hear from one of the cellmates that she was with; she's basically saying, "Like, this woman would shave her eyebrows just so she could look crazy, just so she looks crazy." And she's like, she had a whole plan where, if she was to get uh, into trial and prosecuted, she was just going to play the psycho card. Mm-hmm. Cause she, but well, she she had some kind of mental. mental she health. did have a bipolar syndrome. Or was she just a genius? Maybe she we was don't a know. Genius. And and uh, I guess one of the drawbacks of the show is we you don't, never we, know. we don't know the answer. It never we, was solved. Yeah, and we we still don't know the answer. So short comes to short, the <laughs> the kind of the the story that pans out that Jessica Hoopsick, the the, the um, prostitute that kind of admits to everything, says she been f- befriended. Um, Brian Wells, and in the midst of hanging out with Ken Barnes, Ken Barnes says, "Hey, we need someone to rob a bank." And her story is Marjorie devises a plan to put something on Brian Wells for him to rob the bank, and yes. he, you know, poor Brian Wells delivers his <laughs> fucking yeah. pizza, and he gets strapped on with a with a bomb on his neck. And is told to do whatever he needs to do in order to get it off. Yeah. The kind of point in the show is we honestly don't know. Because this still doesn't prove why Brian Wells was so nonchalant in the bank and why he wasn't in a hurry. So we are left with some kind of uh, indication that maybe Brian Wells was also in on it himself. Although his family you know, will beg to differ. But we just don't know. Yeah, here's the weird thing about this whole thing, is that when you are introduced to these characters, you automatically assume this guy did it, this one did it. You know, it, yeah, it's here. four episodes and like five. You're like already like okay, where are we going? But here's the craziest part: when Bill Rothstein dies, he's the guy that knows everything. Yeah, so all his secrets go with so him, right? Everything goes to the grave with him, and now Marjorie is just sitting back, thinking like, okay. I don't have to do shit now. No one's going to snitch on me. Bill knew everything. 
but she's already in prison. As she goes to trial, she actually does get um, prosecuted and plays the mental card. So she ends up going to a mental asylum. We then are introduced to Ken Barnes, who basically tries to spill the beans, but doesn't really give enough information. While he's in prison for rape and like exactly, Nevada, he has like this is. whole fucking yeah, he's he, he was, was a, a drug too, addict, right? like he was fucked up. But the key member of this whole thing is it's Jessica Hoopsick. It's always the prosecutor. So I in it, <laughs> always, okay. and uh, it, in episode four, it's it's called the confessions for a reason. We finally get a little glimpse of what really happened. And it's literally the last, like, two minutes of the show. Literally. Where, where Trey, the co-director... Finally gets an interview Finally gets to interview with her. She confesses, and he goes back and tells Marjorie, Marjorie, this is what I was told happened. And Marjorie just disowns him, cusses him out, says, you're, you're a fucking idiot. You're a piece and of shit. You're literally, do not suck. call me ever again. Yep. And boom, that's how it ends. Yeah, I mean, it's... The way the whole story was developed and the way the whole production was shot, I mean, it was very It was very shot really good. well. The interviews, everything, you, you... Very good. Those are live tapes. Those are actual calls to the 911. It's actual footage of him blowing... I didn't think they were going to put that in there. Yeah, that's that was, actual. That, that's yeah, graphic that was, footage. Well, that's, this is why it was rated whatever it was. Rated MA I mean, or whatever. Yeah. it was so strong and... It really plays to the actual title of the, you know, the docuseries, Evil Genius. Because she basically did do all these things. All the evidence point to it, but there's no real conviction of, like, Marjorie Deal Armstrong was the mastermind, the mastermind behind all this. Yeah, I guess uh, that's... Give me, your, give me your theory. I want to hear your theory, because... Oh, I have, no, I have no doubt in my mind that she did it. If someone who has... Four or five. I don't know. She had like a ridiculous amount of PhDs. She had like three, four, five PhDs. Um, and she was a loonhead. Like we remember when you know the the FBI went inside her house. She like hoarded everything. There was oh, yeah. feces on the ground. Oh yeah. There was something seriously wrong with her. And I guess the underlying theme was both Marjorie and Bill were short on money and they needed money. And so this is why they did this. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that Marjorie was certainly one of the people who masterminded everything. I wanted to, I was, I was kind of disappointed as um, I'm sure everyone who watched the show that Bill passes away and we actually don't get a real life confession from him exactly what happened, even though he was kind of mentioned as a, a big liar and a big manipulator as well. But, um, what, is there anything you disliked from, from the from the docu-series? Um, I mean, not really. This is one of those docu-series that I actually liked. They covered almost everything. And they went through loops and bounds and they got all the footage. They got all the letters from Marjorie. They put all the pieces together. And at the end of it, there's no, the case is never solved. So it's not like you're going to get a resolution at the end. Yeah, uh, the confession by uh, Jessica Hoopsick is a big closer, but you're not you're not fulfilled because you 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 know Marjorie did it, but they never convicted her of doing it, which is kind of a bummer, right? Yeah. And in my theory, it, Marjorie and Bill worked together. Bill was trying to actually keep his house, right? Because his brother wanted to sell the house that he's living in. Stay, so yeah. they're saying, let's go rob for $250,000. That's how much we need. 
convenient enough, right? The two hundred fifty k is like the exact. And they're like, okay, house. who do we get? Let's get this fucking loser Brian Wells, who doesn't have any real family, or he does, but like he just lives on his own, and we'll just drop a bomb on him, and maybe he'll get it done. So, overall, I believe this story was incredibly made. Everyone should go watch this. Four hours of your day, but it flies by, and it's awfully. I don't want to say the word eerie. It's it's fucking eerie. The whole thing is yeah, it's eerie. Yeah, very very creepy film, especially for the circumstances that this this is something you see in a movie. Someone strapping a yeah. bomb and grab, robbing a bank. But it's know? real. But so it's that's real, the other yeah. part, and um, it's just insane. So what would you what would you rank it out of ten? Like, what would you rather do? What would you rather not do than watch this movie? Like, I would easily give up. I don't know, like a. <laughs> like if I was hungry and I had like a Philly cheese cheesesteak or something, I would rather watch this show. I thought it was that good. I I would watch this show. I've watched it twice now. I recommend everyone to go watch it. It it's 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 up there. I mean, rating wise, I'd give it a solid. I mean, it's a good eight and a half. Nine. Eight and a half, Ruth. I'm going. I'm going slightly lower. I'm going on an eight. It's still a very gripping documentary for me. It's something that. Netflix has just kind of put out time over time over time, and they've perfected it. I just I don't think we got the closure we wanted, and which is which is kind of the beauty is, the beauty of good. the film. We kind of are left with your your interpretation may be right, my interpretation may be right. We we won't know what happens. We'll never know what what, what actually happens. Yeah, because Marjorie the, actually dies. Yeah, Marjorie passes away later. So and, everything and, goes to the grave. Yeah, so we don't know, but um. Uh, it's a great show. Uh, I would recommend if you guys really, really like this show that I would, I would definitely check out the Amen, uh, Amanda Knox documentary, which is also on Netflix. So, sort of plays into another famous case, and that is shot. I think that's a, it's an actual document, uh, documentary, not a docu series in this case. But it's shot for about two hours, and that one's bananas too. Uh, as I don't know if you remember, but. Um, Amanda Knox was like a giant, giant case. That was like a worldwide case where she was studying abroad in, um, I forgot, in Italy or, um, and um, ended up. I don't remember. And she and, and ended up, quote unquote, her, her roommate was murdered in the same house she was in. She was a, a study abroad. But great, great, great movie, uh, uh, docu- documentary, um, kind of in the same field is this also um in the same field as the jinx which is also on on hbo go um that's a that's a great docuseries if you like this as well but uh netflix continues to make great shit all the time oh, making of a uh to make a murder was great that was very good um so th- they're they're doing a great job as always um i enjoyed it I'm, I'm hoping to see more stuff like this come out um soon yeah soon so this is yeah. So this is this is a this is a great show. Um, Just go watch it. Go watch it. Let us know in the comments and. My girlfriend hated this show, by the way. She's what? Too, it's too it's too violent. But that will will will. We'll, no, that's a, that's let, a topic for another yeah, day. Hopefully right. she's not listening now. But <laughs> but let us know in the comments below if you guys want to hear more about docu series um, shows. Yeah, and if you like this, like I said, go check out the Jinx. Go check out that Amanda Docs documentary. Both found on Netflix. And uh, thank you, thank you for listening again. If you guys have any 
If you guys have any theories on this, on what happened here, who was the mastermind, please let us know. We're more than interested in, in hearing your conspiracy theories. Definitely. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. Thank you. Rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. Oh, yes. Rest yeah, one time peace, for the man. one Rest time. Rest in peace. We have to give a shout out to him.